With Jared Kelnick set to miss at least a month and the Mariners still glued to the 500 mark with the trade deadline fast approaching, where do we stand with this team? We'll tell you coming up here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Friday, July 21st, 2023. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts. If you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform, if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode on the show today is jared kelnick's injury the final nail in the mariners coffin the blue jays are also coming to town tonight we'll talk about that series a little bit we'll also talk about the possibility of the mariners targeting players with little to no major league experience at the deadline but let's start with the series that is starting tonight between the mariners and the toronto blue jays at t-mobile park you can catch all the action on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Uh, the last time these two teams met was all the way back at the end of April at Rogers Center. Uh, the Mariners lost 2-3, of three, had a come-from-behind victory in the last game of the series that I unfortunately left early. I'm just going to get out ahead of that before Colby reminds you. I'll own up to it. Yes, made a major mistake. I regret it. There we go. All right, moving on. Interesting. Uh, the last time the Blue Jays were in Seattle with uh, all of their fateful in attendance, uh, they got swept in four games by the Seattle Mariners at the height of the Mariners' 14-game uh, win streak right before the All-Star break. It was a lot of fun. Uh, this series, I mean, with the way that the Mariners are playing baseball right now, Colby, not sure if it's going to go the same way, but hey, you never know with this Mariners ball club. So what's your thoughts at an end to this one? feel like we have a good idea but uh yeah first things first don't leave the ball game early ever some of us have never done that but you know i guess we're just better than others Um, and you hey and you had all the reason to leave what tuesday's game against the twins and you ended up getting rewarded for staying by getting the ball from uh max kepler yeah my boy max kepler um who i then gave to some kids so sure yeah because you know i'm a good person and decent um i'm an adult who doesn't need a baseball uh but anyways so uh yeah the series uh it's kind of a big one but really only if you sweep or get swept uh because at the end of the day winning the series or losing the series only drops you down a game uh in the standings from this team that you're directly chasing and, and or gains you a game which it's better than losing it. And, and honestly, you just want to start winning series again anyway. So I'm not saying there's no value to just taking two or three from Toronto, but to, to make a serious dent this weekend, you have to sweep. Um, so that seems unlikely. Uh, I think they got their best shot, you know, tonight against you who's been, as we all know, up and down, you never know what you say, Kikuchi you're going to get. And considering the Mar- oh, yeah. Yeah. Considering the Mariners are definitely rolling with AJ Pollock and, and, Dylan Moore in the same lineup again. Uh, <laughs> we'll see it. Well, I, 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 if I had to bet on what you say, Kikuchi, we'll see. I'd bet on the good one, but 
Uh, you never know how that goes. And obviously Gossman is going to be a tough customer on, on Saturday and, and Manoa who knows he's been awful this year, but we know he's better than, uh, you know, than his numbers suggest at least raw, uh, stuff is better than that. So mm-hmm. you never know with those guys. We'll see what happens, but, uh, yeah, it's a pretty big series. And for no other reason, you just, you got to start turning the ship in the right direction. And that means you have to win the series. And, and if you want to make some, if you want to do some serious damage, then you kind of need a sweep, which again, I don't like saying you have to sweep a team. Uh, I think that's kind of uh, an unfair expectation, but you know, it, it's kind of what you need to do to make up for that Tigers series loss, uh, unfortunately. But uh, you know, it's just, this is just who the Mariners are right now. They are a painfully mediocre 500 club and, and, thing about painfully mediocre teams is that they can sweep really good teams or they can get swept by really bad teams and, and nothing can be that surprising. So it's, it's a big series in that sense, but uh, also, you know, unless you get swept or you sweep, you're not making significant headway in either direction right. uh, towards buying or selling or towards making a playoff push or anything like that. So, uh, you know, you, you would like to at least win the series though, because then the tiebreaker is at least even. Um, and if you can sweep the series, you have the season tiebreaker over the Blue Jays, which could come in handy since you've lost it to literally everybody else <laughs> except for Houston. Yeah. So, yeah. Colby, if you win two or three, guess what their uh, winning percentage would be on this homestand? 500. It would be 500. Yeah. It's pretty fitting. Yeah. So you literally have to sweep or lose the series in order to not be 500 on this homestand, which. Uh, yeah, you know what? Just after watching this baseball team for the last four months, Mariners are winning two of three this series. There you go. Lock it down. There you go. Yeah. Which means you probably have to win tonight because you guys might remember what happened to Gossman. Um, although but that that's the game. game that's, yeah. That's the, uh, no. No, they Oops. came back in the ninth, but then they blew it. I think it was. Game. I think it was Bassett. Did Bassett start the game? That yes, they won? Bassett. Yeah, Cal hit the grand slam, and then eight runs later, they were down eight to four, and then. Well, yeah. I would say you know the rest, but you kind of uh, Taylor Trammell hit a uh, three-run home. That's run. right. Or, or uh, Grand no, Slam. Trammell Grand hit Slam. the Grand Slam. Yeah, yeah. Grand Slam. Raleigh yeah, had the, the game winner. Yeah. yeah, it was his uh, season debut, too. Yeah, it was yeah, like Raleigh. the first pitch he saw of the year. Yeah. Things went downhill quickly after. Yeah. Uh, yeah but, uh, yeah, no. I, I think uh, the I think the Gossman game is the one they lost, like, three to two. Uh, yeah, that was the Easton McGee game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Easton yeah, McGee dueled. <laughs> Like what six no hit innings or something crazy? Yeah, like, like yeah. Just... And then uh, forearm strain, and now Tommy John surgery. <laughs> yep, out for the year. So yeah, great. He quite literally gave it his all in that game. He gave the Mariners everything he had. <laughs> everything. Um, hope he's doing well because that was that was yeah. an impressive performance. But yeah, hope hope he's uh, recovering well. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, the Gossman game, though, that's going to be one where they strike out like 16 times, and but two swings of the bat gives them like five runs. And I mean, you win, can like, win two to, to two. one. Like, that yeah. is an option. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, um, you just can't win, you know, zero to negative one. So, right. Uh, Kikuchi, like I mentioned, he's he's still you say Kikuchi. Uh, he's gotten his walks under control a little bit this year. 278 walks per nine, I think. Uh, which is significantly better than he's been the last few years, but still, it's Yusei Kikuchi. Uh, and with that said, seven scoreless, two hits, 10 strikeouts, 12 strikeouts. I mean, that's just as Yusei Kikuchi has four innings, six runs, 
yeah. four walks and and five strikeouts. So right, that's kind of the the, the beauty and the curse of you say and and you know Mariner fans are well aware of what Kikuchi brings to the table and uh, you know certainly I, I don't root against the guy. Uh, he seems like a really good dude, but uh, yeah, tonight you kind of have to take advantage of this. And Kikuchi, as we all know, is very much susceptible to giving up the home run ball. So it would be nice to, to get on that early. Uh, but uh, again, I, I can't even like, per, I can't even pretend to begin to, to guess how this series is going to go because yeah. well, you've seen them. Yeah. Uh, Sunday we'll see Alec Manoa. He'll be making his third start since coming back from the complex league. It was a rough, rough, rough start to the season for, Manila, I guess he just had too much pressure in his tires. Yada yada yada. Uh, yuck, I, yuck, I, yuck. I don't I don't feel good about making that joke either. Um, no. But it's been a mixed bag for him. One good start, one bad one. Yeah, he uh, he threw what six innings of one run ball against the Tigers in the first start, and then the second start, most recently against the Padres three days ago, he gave up six or something like that. Yeah, Didn't strike out any four runs or something like that. Yeah, and I think he walked. I yeah. think he I think he walks like four guys or five guys again didn't strike anyone yep. out. So mixed bag there. You really don't know what you're going to get out of Manoa or Kikuchi here, but if there's any offense that can make both of those guys look great, it's the Seattle Mariners and apparently the Tigers. And apparently the Tigers as well. Yeah. All right. Uh so we'll see how that goes. Uh enough of that though. Let's talk about just kind of where this team is right now after the Jared Kelnick injury. We'll be going over that in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head on over to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop on ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com ebaymotors.com let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, you can catch the Mariners and the Blue Jays starting tonight and over the course of the weekend on the Mariners hometown broadcast, SiriusXM via the SXM app. And before we talk about where we stand with this 2023 Mariner ball club the rest of the way, uh, reminder once again that we are running arguably our biggest giveaway today. We are giving away three separate sets of tickets, two apiece, all terrace uh, club level um, for the Mariners Red Sox series at the end of this month. That's July 31st through August 2nd. Those are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday games. All you have to do to enter is subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave a comment below on any of our videos posted this week and which day you want to go. And we will be picking three separate winners for the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday game. Again, you can take a friend with you, tell your friend to come over, subscribe, and leave a comment as well for an extra entry. 
uh, please refer to the terms and conditions in the description of this episode. All right. So yesterday, Colby, we talked all about Jared Kelnick, what happened with him, uh, his response when talking to the media, etc. Now it's time to talk more about what it means for this ball club as a whole. I guess the very simple question to ask you here is, is it DePover? The, the issue with uh, the Mariners right now, what makes them so uh, maddening for a lot of fans is that uh, they won't decide who they are and the American League kind of isn't forcing them to uh, because despite, you know, the 500 record, despite the, you know, just hopscotch with good baseball and terrible baseball, like um, they're only five and a half back and they only have three teams to pass, uh, you know, so it, it's just one of those things where the Mariners can't really decide if they want to jump in the pool or not. And the rest of the American league isn't making the decision for them. And so until they do, you know, we're kind of stuck sitting here in limbo knowing that the Mariners are, you know, one, you know, winning 10 of 13 stretch away from getting right back in these things. And we know the Mariners are talented enough to pull, to pull off one of those streaks. I mean, so it's just Mm -hmm. one of those things where, you know, you're obviously not rooting for them to, to, you know, collapse here in the last, you know, 10 days or so, but you know, you kind of need them to go like eight and two or something crazy like that to, to really know one way or the other. So you're just kind of stuck. And what's ultimately going to happen is the Mariners over their next 10 before the deadline are probably going to go four and six or five and five or six and four. And you're just, eh, there's not a lot there, but the back of your head yet you have to allow for the possibility that this team can do what the reds did in june or something like that because they are talented enough to do that mm-hmm. they just haven't done it because they're not consistent enough um but that's always going to be in the back of your head until you know they either go on the long losing streak and they lose 10 of you know 10 of 12 or or maybe they go and they win 12 of 16 or something uh so yeah i think this team <laughs> There's too much talent to say it's over. The standings don't look great, though. They're not playing that well. But you can't completely discount them because they are a better roster than their record indicates. And we just saw them go off and win seven of nine against three really good teams. So yeah, yeah. It, this this team just refuses to let you off the hook one yeah. way or the other. Yeah. So it makes it really frustrating but uh, and annoying to watch on a night-to-night basis. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about this already a lot uh, during the uh, the first segment, but yeah, also when we were trying to record this episode, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about our issues that we've had, but later on in the show. For now, I, I just want to talk about this real quick and and just acknowledge the fact that like this team still is just one good runaway from changing the entire complexion of their season. As crazy as that is to, to say, given everything that's happened up to this point. Now, do I think that's likely? No. That said, though, I'm keeping an open mind because, look, even with how dysfunctional this offense is and the fact that it's lost one of its better players in Jared Kelnick, with this pitching staff, with this bullpen, with the rotation, when you have guys like Luis Castillo and George Kirby and Logan Gilbert, uh, Bryce Miller, even, you know, even with Brian Wu, you know, likely getting shut down soon. You have a chance to win any game that you play in. You have a chance to compete in any game that you play in. So, yeah, could they go on a run? Absolutely. We have never denied the fact that they are incredibly talented. 
that they are more than talented enough to beat anyone. But again, everything that they've showed us up to this point says that they are just going to take three steps forward and not necessarily four steps back, just three steps back <laughs> again, because it's, uh, yeah, it's just 500, 500, 500, 500. There was that tweet that came out a few days ago where it's like the Mariners are 15 and 15 over their last 30. They're four and four over their last eight, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can fill in the rest. So yeah, I, to me, I'm kind of transitioning my mindset towards 2024. How do you make the ball club better in 2024? What are some things that can happen the rest of the way? The season that makes the ball club better in 2024 gives me hope. Right? I talked a little bit about this yesterday with Gino, with Gino getting hot because that means that, you know, the Mariners aren't going to feel as pressed to do something about third base. If he could finish the year out hot still, like I said yesterday, that doesn't mean that they shouldn't look to upgrade, but it doesn't make it as big of a need, as big of a deal to address because you already have so many things that you have to work on with this team. And Jerry Depoto and Justin Hollander right now, they have to do a really difficult balancing act that I do not envy them for uh, leading up to this deadline and at the deadline of, you know, what are some pieces, especially when you're talking about pieces that are controlled past 2023, what are some pieces that we actually feel you know, are worth parting with. Like, where's some returns that we think is actually worth more to us in 2024 and 2025 than, say, Paul Seawald, right? Or yesterday, you and I, Colby, were talking off the air about how I believe it was Dan Sims on the on the broadcast yesterday said that Scott Service equated uh, Teoscar Hernandez's uh, clubhouse leadership to Nelson Cruz, which that should deaden any sort of talk about Teo being a an issue in the clubhouse now maybe that's just manager speak from scott or whatever there's you know all those variables obviously but if that's actually the case that's true then maybe even though that teo is still a rental and there's going to be undoubtedly some interest in him at the deadline maybe it makes more sense for them to hang on to him and and have those exclusive talks with him because they're going to have the qualifying offer and all that you know maybe that's something because again you still need high level talent at the major league level right now you still need guys that are are proven right and teo's obviously having a down year but he's only 30 years old and with the down year maybe that makes him cheaper maybe maybe that allows you to get him for fewer years than you thought you could have gotten him you know trying to foresee the offseason a few months ago right so that's the balancing act that they have to to do here that's what Jerry to uh, Jerry DePoto and Justin Hollander have to keep in mind here. And so, and again, like with the Seawald uh, thing uh, as well, like you need high leverage relievers, obviously bullpens and relievers are fickle uh, more than any other position group out there. But still, if you're not getting the return that you think is worth it, why trade Paul Seawald? Why trade Justin Topo? Right. Why trade those guys? Right. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see, what this deadline ultimately looks like. Yeah, because we don't, you don't want to like give anybody away. There's really no reason to give anybody away. Um, But also, you know, this is in theory a a seller's market. So if you are going to sell some pieces, you should get more than you might think is possible, um, but you don't want to force it. And yet also if you're the Mariners though, you don't want to like standing pat is not an option at this deadline. You have to do something. 
you know, I, I think they want to both add and, you know, buy and sell or, or like, I don't think they're just going to sell and, and be done, but Jerry I, I said think, as much on the radio yesterday that yeah. it's going to be a buy and sell thing. He talked, you know, specifically about adding players that help them in 20, 2023 a little bit. I think mm-hmm. that's exactly verbatim what he said a little bit. And then 2024. Right. And and the players that help a little bit in 2023 are, are players who are going to, um, you know, fill some obvious roles uh, and they're going to do the same in 2024. And that's why, like we talked about yesterday, a guy like Mark Hanna does yeah. make a lot of sense because he does help you a little bit this year and he fills a pretty serious role and gives you Tay Oscar insurance in case Tao moves on in the off season. Um, so yeah, I think that's what he's talking about. Guys like that. He, I think it's just basically saying like, no, we're not going to trade for stars. Like that's just not, there's not that many to begin with anyways. But, uh, so yeah, I just, this team, uh, you know, this trade deadline, it's, it's going to be interesting because they can't walk away empty handed, but they also, there's really no reason for them to go, you know, all in and, and go acquire Otani or go put out a serious offer for, for, um, you know, Juan Soto or anything like that. So it just, you're, they're probably just going to add around the edges and that's going to, and they might trade away a couple of guys who are, you know, right around the edges of their roster too, yeah. to get some, some, you know, guys like we're going to talk about here in just a second. So we'll see what they do. I think it's going to be a little bit of both. I don't think that most of the fan base will love uh, the Mariners trade deadline, but I do think it's going to make a good amount of sense when you really sit down and you break it down and look at what they actually acquire versus what they gave up and how it impacts and how it helps them probably marginally in 2023, but really gives them a leg up heading into the winter to get ready for the 2024 season. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, you can catch the Mariners and the Blue Jays on the Mariners' hometown broadcast tonight with Sirius XM. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's talk about some guys here because again, you're you're painfully mediocre. You're 500. You're not going to be as Jerry Depoto put it yesterday in the big fish market, right? You're not going to do another Luis Castillo trade. Uh, but he has more or less said they are going to look to buy something at the deadline. Don't know what. We don't know to what extent. But we've obviously talked about established big leaguers like Dylan Carlson and Lars Newbar, etc. But what about some guys that have little to no major league experience but are MLB ready, right? There's a lot of guys in Baltimore right now. I mean, their farm system is just stacked. Their AAA team right now is stacked. Um, there's guys like Jonathan Aranda who got name dropped today by John Morosi uh, as a potential trade candidate. Um, there's some other guys. We've talked about Xavier Edwards from, from the Marlins, someone that's had a brief cup of coffee at the major league level, but is back in triple A. Dominic Fletcher is another guy like that over in Arizona. Uh, and obviously this is something that the Mariners have done quite a bit. I mean, a, a good chunk of their roster right now, or guys that have been a big part of their roster in years past have been really of this mold, right? Think about Mitch Hanniger, Ty France, even JP Crawford, you know, constantly being up and down, up and down in Philadelphia as a former top prospect. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would not be surprised if the Mariners have identified a, a handful of guys that kind of fit that mold that they would be interested in acquiring, especially if they're selling, you know, to one of these buyers, if they're selling like a Paul Seawald to the Tampa Bay Rays specifically, or Tom Murphy on top of that, et cetera. Uh, so, you know, who, 
is there anyone that comes to mind for you? Uh, you know, I listed some of the names. I listed, you know, obviously the Orioles guys and Aranda, Fletcher, et cetera. Who of that group or anyone else that, that stands out to you? Might be a Austin Shinton. Yeah, that's it's a good fine. one. That's yeah, a good one. I honestly don't know if he's even performing right now. He is. He is. Um, I was actually looking at him the other day. I think he's got like a 150 WRC plus or something like that down in double uh, A. Nice. Well, you guys might remember I'm a big fan of Shinton, so... Uh, although were we on the show when that happened when that trade happened? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, were. Yeah, we, we were. just started. Yeah. Um, I think it was right after the trade was made actually. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I'm a, I was a big Austin Shinton fan, uh, when they traded him. So that would be fun. But, uh, no, you know, I like I like the idea of Dominic Fletcher. Um, you know, there are a lot of people who seem to think that Arizona wouldn't trade Fletcher for like Paul Seawald. And I have to ask why, because they've, sent him down for lesser players already. Um, so yeah. I guess it's because he's been good in like 25 games at the major league level. So that's a guy that I think makes a lot of sense. Um, I think Xavier Edwards makes a lot of sense because essentially what the Mariners get with him, um, they get a guy who's, you know, pretty good hitter in theory, not a lot of pop. And he's kind of may or may not be able to be an everyday second baseman. And that's kind of what you want. You want guys who you can plug into your lineup, basically every day and just more or less try out because if Xavier Edwards shows that he can be a legitimate, like second baseman, that's one less expensive piece. You have to go out and buy this winner and, and Edwards is going to be controllable. He does some things. Well, he's a pretty good athlete. He steals a lot of bases. Uh, he's, you know, shown some pop uh, this year, but it's not a huge part of his game. But if you can leave this, you know, this season with feeling good about your, Edwards Caballero platoon at second base or, or Edwards more, whatever, right. Yeah. You feel good about what you have at second base and you have it for a couple more years. You can focus elsewhere. And so that's what I think you're looking for. I think you're looking for guys who you can come in. Um, can't, you can give, you know, a good amount of playing time to for the rest of this year without completely crushing your playoff odds because they have had success at the high minors or some in the majors. Uh, and you can kind of try these guys out and, and see what fits and what doesn't. And, and, uh, I think a guy like Edwards, a guy like Fletcher makes a lot of sense uh, for this club right now. And, and I do think that both of those teams are going to be pretty interested in in somebody like Paul Seawald or Justin Topa, um, maybe even Tom Murphy. So right. uh, or Teoscar Hernandez is a possibility for the right yep. guys. So, yep. yeah, I, I do think that there are guys that the Mariners can get without touching their their starting pitching assets, without trading, you know, like. Gabriel Gonzalez or, or Michael Arroyo. I do think there are long-term pieces those guys could get. You just have to give up a little bit in the short term, which is, you know, going to be a tough sell for some people. Yeah. But and I like Rondo a lot. I've talked about him yeah. a lot, but mm -hmm. the problem there is he's essentially Ty France. He's left-handed Ty France, which is still better than right-handed Ty France. But you know, <laughs> sure, sure. So I mean, he's not like good, there's guys, he's not there, good. There's 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 like there's some pop there but he's not a good defender and he's slow as hell. So sure. yeah, uh, it's basically the Ty France profile. It's, but he can hit, he can really hit at least down in the minors, but you know, he's come up a couple times at the major league level. I think he's played mm -hmm. 32 games last year, four games this year so far. So 36 games and it's, it's not been good so far. So one, one guy who kind of fits this model, but not really because now he's a little bit more established in the big leagues, but mm -hmm. I'll throw him out there anyways, just so people have another name sure. to think about. Brent Rooker. Yeah. Uh, 29, I think 28, 29, uh, all-star for the A's, uh, having a good year. Obviously it's, it's 
he's cooled off like a lot of guys have uh, after a really good April and May. But, you know, fake it in left field, play first yep. base. He's got good right-handed power. On-base skills aren't great. But, you know, that that's a guy that I think uh, could be of interest. And Oakland is known for taking bulk deals as well. So that might not cost uh, a ton uh, relative to his production. But, uh, yeah, I think there are guys like that. I, I would be pretty surprised if we didn't see a player who is – maybe maybe viewed by others as like a 4a guy i i Uh I think that i wouldn't be surprised if we see the mariners get one of those guys at the deadline and give that guy some serious playing time and then see if if it's a you know possible solution to one of your problems in 2024 so before we get out of here again i i I think it's important for us to be transparent about things that are going on with the show etc uh obviously we have talked ad nauseum about technical issues that we've dealt with and that's really all it is right when we've had to do multiple takes of a show when we've told you guys that we've had to do multiple takes of the show it's not because you know we've messed up or there's internet issues it's literally like it's been the platform that we record on uh that has i mean just to to be real about it it just straight up deletes the recording mid recording and kicks us out of the room and that happened again today twice and we don't really have a reason for it we've had locked on look into it they haven't come up with a with a good reason uh so we don't really know uh what's going on with that and the the problem is a lot of the time it wastes our time right and then we end up having the same conversation over and over and over again which makes the content less interesting for you and like there's only you know we can only fake it to a certain degree with that uh so yeah, so we, we're desperately searching for a solution. I think maybe we've found one here. We're using a, a different account on the same platform. And so far, I mean, if you're watching this, right? So that it's worked so far. We'll see how that goes over, you know, more recordings. But so far, so good. So, yeah. So, again, you know, apologies. Like, this is really the most important thing here is apologies for the show being delayed so much and for the inconsistencies and in, in posting times, et cetera. Uh, but these are the issues that we, we deal with. Right. And it's just, it's out of our hands. We we've tried a bunch of things. I'm now on a wired connection. I like, we don't have windows open. We don't have tabs open. We're doing everything that we can to not bog down our connections on our ends. And from everything that we can see, it's not a connection issue. It's not Colby's internet. It's not my internet. Like, we'll have lag here and there, but that's naturally going to happen, especially with me being in Toronto and Colby being in Yakima, right? So, again, I I don't know really what the fix is. Hopefully, what we've tried out today is the solution here, and we won't have as many problems. But, uh, again, you know, really really sorry for the inconsistencies and in posting and you know our grumpy moods at times when we get on here after trying to record three to four times for the same show so yeah all right that's gonna do it for our show thank you so much for joining us here on the locked on mariners podcast uh, for colby patnode i'm tiding gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dan gonzalez it's d-a-n-e g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 follow us on instagram and tiktok as well over at locked on mariners that's one word locked on mariners you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode 
Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend, and we'll see you next time. Peace.